Kane and Bucks. Can't stop the he lays it off to the side and it's safe. It's safe. <laughs> Collingwood survived. The quintessential preliminary final thriller. Inside 50, spoil made on Hipwood. Bailey, what a gather. Siren sounds. A perfect season at the Gabba is the launching pad to the last day at the MCG. Oh, we have finally got here to grand final week. The two best teams will get things underway in just over five days' time. It's a very good morning to you and welcome to SEN Breakfast. Don't we have a large grand final edition of the show today? Coming up, Collingwood star Jack Crisp is going to join us. Tom Morris is in the house with all of the latest news and there's plenty of that. The buck stops here and we'll also preview the Brownlow medal with a number of special guests this morning, and I'm excited about that. A man who won the Brownlow medal 20 years ago. He's an absolute legend of the game, and he also single-handedly chose the next Richmond coach. His name is Nathan Buckley. Bucks, good morning. <laughs> morning, Kane. Gee 20 years. Whiz. 20 years. 20 years. It's... Um, been talking to, um, to Rue and Goodsey. Tell, tell me about that. Well, I was, we caught up with the, and ended up running into Goodsey sort of, I was in Sydney, I think it might have been about three or four weeks before the season started and we were at the same restaurant, ended up catching up, had a couple of drinks together. He's in great shape, um, still not uh, keen to, to come back into mm. the fold. But I tried my hardest. To, I thought wouldn't it be great just to all rock up at the Brownlow together yeah, and sit, sit around the table. Yeah. And but he's he's not at that level, not mm. at that stage yet. But um, and Rue only recently lost his old man, so life goes on. It's mm. you, you you had that moment in time two decades ago, and then you find yourself in totally different circumstances. You know, a lot a lot happens in uh, in that time. But yeah, for what it was, and looking at uh, this evening, it's. Um, yeah, it, it is It is a special occasion. You share it with the people who have helped you along the way. You share it with your club. You share it with your, your coaches. And um, and you share it with the entire the entirety mm. of the supporter base. So mm. it was, yeah, a great memory. There was a, a, a bit of uh, stuff in the Herald Sun about it. And Nigel Lappin was leading, uh, I think they wrote. And uh, he wasn't there because of his rib injury. And, and they were wondering what happens if he wins. And then... They had to count forward with about two rounds to go because they weren't sure if they had three medals in the house. Well, what are your recollections of that? And I mean, how does it change? How does it change your life winning a brown the medal, if at all? Uh, I think I made the comment. I, we spoke to Glenn McFarlane. I'm not sure if that did that story go in today. Did it? Uh, yesterday I saw it. Right. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we were playing the granny that that week and had played uh, and lost a close grand final. Yeah, you know, the the year before, so that was in the middle of a really good period for the club. I I made the comment in the first half of my my career. I reckon I, I coveted <laughs> the individual awards. Yes, yeah, you know, really sort of measured myself against them, whether they're BNFs or yep. Herald Sun Player of the Years or Brownlows. Mm. And but yeah, by the time I got to that, I was yeah, it nearly flicked. You know, the one hundred and eighty degrees the other way, and it was just all about. Helping others and sort of how he, seeing how good the team could be, and and I was much better leader at that point. So mm. it's ironic that 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 it came around. But yeah, it was. It didn't mean as it, it, it was. It was significant. It's something I look back on with pride. Um, 
but we got smacked um, six days later. So that was that was a bit of disappointment. Mm, yeah, and and these two teams go at it again. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear from the Collingwood fans. There's been a lot of um, angst about tickets um, and those about that are deserving of tickets feel like they have been hard done by. You got to get one crack, don't you? You got to get it right the first time. You would and think when you so. don't, it's, yeah. yeah, it's no good. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the IMR insurance open line. Tom Morris is going to be all over this situation, but the statement from Ticketek went out uh, just before six o'clock last night. It said Ticketek wants to assure all Collingwood members that the ballot process for the AFL Grand Final ran as planned and as per the instruction from the AFL, the Collingwood Football Club. And the MCG, without an issue, the ballot results will be published at 9 a.m. this morning. Um, so Ticket Tech have essentially thrown Collingwood and the AFL under the bus and said everything they've done is is by the book. But so it, it feels like, Bucks, there's uh, the, the Priority 1 members feel like they have been superseded by the Priority 2 and 3. Now, there's some talk about if you're selected that you didn't want standing room tickets, you may have been overlooked for a ticket. So anyway, if if that is you, uh, we want to hear your experiences from it. 0433981116. Tell us if you've got your hands on some grand final tickets or if you feel like you've been hard done by. We will follow it up with Collingwood. We tried to get Ticket Tech on this morning, but all they referred us to was uh, that statement. But obviously, you know, heartbreak for people who thought they deserved tickets and may not get one. Interesting this one. Members who selected no standing room mm. in their registration process will miss out on a ticket if they were allocated standing room, but then they will be called later today to work it out. So they're, they're suggesting here that there was 37 seats. There was only 37 of those occasions that occurred. Okay. So it's it's we could be we could be hearing stories of a minority of people who are going through this, but I'd, I'd be interested to see and hear what that uh, what those experiences are because I mean if, if it happens to we've I heard a couple I saw a couple of the uh, stalwart Collingwood um, supporters mm. talking on the news yesterday and Karen in particular who I know over the years and she's as dyed in the wool as you get and she's forced into a standing room ticket when she's a priority one yeah. member so yeah I, I can understand how like this is the this is this day doesn't come along every year, so yeah, and yeah, and, and, right. and people have those memberships for those reasons. Like you, you pay the premium for this day to come, and then if you are you don't get what you think you are entitled to, I can absolutely understand the angst. But let's let's open up, open up the phone lines because there would be uh, some stories that we'd love to hear about. One of those is is Grant, who's a priority one member, and you didn't get a ticket, Grant. What happened? Uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know exactly what's happened, but I'm a Priority 1 member. I have been for 12 years. Mm. Uh, I go to every game. I went up to the preliminary final in Sydney last year. I don't ever miss out. I didn't, don't ever complain about where my ticket is. I don't care. It's a standing room. But nothing happened. I didn't get a ticket. I didn't get anything. So I put in for the ballot on time. Yep. Got a message come through that I was in the ballot. Then nothing happened. So you're with your priority one. You're guaranteed a ticket to the grand final. You're not sure where that ticket will be, but all you know is that you are guaranteed a ticket, and you haven't got one. That's exactly right. So right. I'm a Legends member at Collingwood. Yep. Uh, it gives me a home, home and away reserve seat, and guaranteed access to a grand final ticket. Grand all priority you- when none members are supposed to get one. And yeah. 
Grant, do you know who makes that guarantee? The the, the club or the AFL? That's that's through the club's membership yep. package, yep. Um, which I assume it's capped at the, the under the number of maximum tickets that the clubs get yeah. access to. Yep. So, uh, and has the club released any correspondence to Priority One members like yourself? Nothing that hasn't gone out to everybody. Like uh, the standard messages come from the president. It's uh, come out, uh, but nothing relating to my specific issue. And that's part of the problem is literally no one needs to contact. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's no one at Ticket Tech that ever, you know, has held, is held to account. Right. Thank you for your thoughts, mate. There's a lot of stories like yours coming through. I, there's nothing that we can say that makes it feel any better. It's just no. you, you've, you've been... You've well, hopefully been, you get to nine o'clock and, and it gets sorted. And it gets sorted, yeah. Um, Lou's in... Uh, he's in East Malvern. Bucks. I always Well have, done. I always have Malvern. trouble. I always have trouble with that one. <laughs> Louie, tell us your story. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you going? Good. Um, look, I'm, I'm lucky. I did get a ticket. However, I'm actually sitting with my head right up against the ba- uh, the uh, back of the MCG up at Zone 4. Um, I shouldn't complain. I've got a ticket, Zone 7. Um, our gripe is myself, my son, and 22 of us have been Legends members since it started, 24, 25 years. Um, I've been a member. I'm 57. I've been a member of Collingwood since I was four years old. And we're all priority one. Mm. Uh, as I said, some of us are lucky in that we got a ticket, whether it be standing or whether it be up the top. Our main gripe is we know of at least 30 people, if not more, that have been members for less than five years, in some cases two or three years, and they've actually got better tickets than all of us. They've got, like, you know, great seats and stuff like that. But um, there's about 13 members that we know of or that I know of that are in about 20 plus year members as legends members and have missed out, just mm. haven't got a ticket. Yeah, that was a bit of what I end. saw, Lou and Bucks online, where there's a, you know there's priority two and three that um, have got better seats than those that have paid a premium to get access to that. Kevin, uh, you're a Lions supporter. You want to talk some footy? Yeah, Brisbane Lions supporter, really happy. Um, yeah, the Lions were really good in their um, emails that they sent out. They sent out probably three or four emails um, after we won the uh, the um, qualifying, and that they were really um, poignant on making sure that you chose best available plus standing room. If you didn't choose the plus standing room option, then you were probably going to miss out. Mm. Um, and have so you got have you got a ticket? Cool. Yeah, I got two tickets. Priority one member, um, and I got in uh, category three, which is right um, behind the goals. Right. Good stuff. Congratulations to you. So it feels like the uh, information that the Lions released was a bit clearer than that of uh, what Collingwood has released. We'll take your, your, your questions and your queries and, and your experiences right throughout the morning on that. And once again, as I said, Tom Morris will be all over uh, the situation and give us the latest. Who should be presenting the Premiership Cup for both teams? Bucks? Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't I, it? I thought... Um... You had a good suggestion. Lee Matthews would be a beauty for, for Brisbane. Yeah. Um, well, well, he, he can nearly do comments as well. Yeah. Well, it should just be Lee Matthews. Whoever <laughs> wins it, he does it. Um, I thought um, Peter Moore handing it over would be, yeah. would be huge. Yeah. Well, but then again, I mean, that's projecting to the – I think Tony Shaw was was given the gong for 2018, which mm. was mm. 
which I would have loved to have, <laughs> would have, loved to have received, received from him. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, Peter Moore or even Peter Dacos, but, but Peter Moore would be uh, would be uh, Peter Dacos would be hard to go by, wouldn't he? Yeah, like I hoped over. There'd be a few. I mean, in, in the end, yeah, like it doesn't. These don't come around every year, so to, to get the opportunity in it, it's um, yeah, those um, the sentimental element of of that role and 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 that privilege is um is pretty. What about for the lines? I mean, you had a couple of good suggestions on our on our group thread last night of the, the Jonathan Brown or one of those. It'd have it'd have to be one of that group, wouldn't it? From Vossi, do it. <laughs> might be a bit, might be a bit soon, bit soon too but, soon. For yeah. oh, like in the end, I mean, like you, you can throw, you you throw half a dozen names around, and you know that for for either side, they'd be they'd all be worthy. Mm. Um, yeah, well, twenty years down the track, too. The fact that this that um, that these two teams were in a grand final twenty and twenty one years ago, it's it's quite significant. Mm. So it's it's going to have a little bit of nostalgia about it. You haven't. Had the tap on the shoulder? No, no. Well, you'd be in the mix. I would. I would assume you would be right in the mix. That might be too soon as well. I don't know. I don't think so. Like when you look at the history of the club, you're the the, the greatest or the the second greatest player of the footy club. So anyway, uh, it's not for Bucks to comment on that. He's a, he's a bit too modest for that. But if you've got a thought on, I'm who's... addicted to watching my own highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll take that back. He thinks he should uh, present the cup. If you've got a thought on that, who should be presenting the Premiership Cup from either club, 043398 Now, the best suggestions will win the Signet Boost Power Bank, valued at 4495 It's going to keep everything powered 24-7. $100 Peter Jackson voucher. Having you look sharp for grand final week, dress up, stand up, um, and be seen in Peter Jackson this summer. And also $100 Archie's footwear voucher, Archie's thong, so comfy you'll never take them off. We've got a lot to work our way through this morning. There's lines available. If you've had a poor experience getting your grand final tickets, we'd love to hear from you next. And also, who should be presenting the Premiership Cups? Kane and Bucks for Melbourne Airport Parking. Nothing beats Melbourne Airport's terminal parking. Book online and for Brandt. Best on ground for John Deere Equipment. We're in the Kogan Money Credit Card Studio. Great value card packed with rewards and no annual fee. Back with your calls after this. The Ramble. A2B Tritanium revolutionises business digital security. Say goodbye to usernames and passwords with innovative user logins. Kane and Bucks. A lot of good suggestions off the Temper 40 Winks text on who should be presenting the cups for each team. Present the Premiership Cup, Richard Champion, heart and soul of the club through the development years. Pies, uh, suggestion for Bucks. He has earned the honour. G'day, chaps. If Collingwood win, Toby Green should present the cup, provided they can medically reattach the head to his body, says Scotty V. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, prelim final umpiring uh, later on. Morning. I, thought, I thought that was a free. I thought that was a missed one. But they're, they're, You weren't alone. Those, But those... Um, High contact, high tackle, um, non decisions were consistent throughout the two games. Anyone who remotely, mm. you know, he dropped did get their body. one. Green got one in the middle of the ground in the first quarter. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Um, yeah, so he, he, so he, so he did get one. But anyway, we've got a few uh, texts coming through. Dino, who should present the Premiership Cup? Well, one from each team. If uh, Brisbane. Uh 
someone from Brisbane in there, no one better than probably Kevin Murray. He's still a staunch mm. Fitzroy Brisbane supporter. And if Collingwood, maybe, this is out of left field, but maybe something to uh, a member of the Malade family, maybe. Just to pay respect to the Malay family. Yep. No, don't mind it. Good suggestion. I mean, they're all going to be good suggestions, aren't they? There's not going to be a suggestion that we go, nah, he couldn't be, couldn't be him. But it's, uh, I mean, and I think Collingwood are announcing that Thursday. Uh, Mitch Tolby, not sure mm. when uh, the Lions will be announcing that. Now, just some other sports news around the place. The Wallabies are getting absolutely spanked in their do-or-die Rugby World Cup clash. They're currently trailing Wales 32-6 to with 20 minutes to play. Uh, so that's a disaster. Dino, I'll put you back to Mitch. You've won the Signet Boost Power Bank. It's going to keep everything charged. Uh, let's go to Jace. Jace, who should present the Premiership Cups? He said uh, he wouldn't say no to any. He might say no to this one. I was going to say Strawny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Strawny. Do we need to see much Maybe of Strawny Maybe Pete, Pete Hellier would yeah. love to. <laughs> Leon Davis is one that was suggested off... Um, mm. Off the text, emphasised the do better reporters influence the change of, of in the club by accepting something that needs needed to be done. Obviously, a, a fitting person, loyal servant of the club, Presti uh, Simon mm. Presti Acoma is another one's been thrown up. Kevin Murray's got a few uh, a few votes. Lynchy's got a few. <laughs> Lynchy, <laughs> Alistair Lynch has got plenty. All right, uh, keep those coming through. Let's go to Scotty, uh, who should be presenting the cup. Scotty, uh, sorry, Sooty. Hey boys. Uh... How about um, Bo McCreary's mum for Collingwood? <laughs> After that speech she gave, like, surely she's got to be a contender because that was just brilliant. Legendary already, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that was a ridiculous one. But anyway, uh, Alan, let's go to you in Bentley. Uh, g'day, fellas. Um, listen, uh, there's two things about the, the Collingwood-Brisbane game. I thought the umpiring was absolutely atrocious. I mean, um, the round-the-neck one for uh, Toby Green was an absolute shocker. But uh, apart from that, I thought uh, Brisbane cost themselves a game with uh, selfishness going into the forward line. There was at least three or four times where players had uh, um, an opportunity to pick out someone inside 50, and uh, they just went for the glory. I just want, want to know what your thoughts were. We're going to speak a little bit about it. I thought, look, I'm a fan of letting... It go. I think less free kicks is better for the game. Now, there's differing views on that, and myself and Jared Healy argue about this all the time. He thinks more free kicks is, makes for a better game. I don't. I, I, I would much rather see what we saw on Friday night if that is the consistent way that they will interpret the umpiring. Just stay out of it. I, I like less umpiring, mm. but you can't have that if you've had it a different way all season. I know why you like it, because... You can scrag a little more and get away with it, but uh, well, I just don't. I like the players deciding the result, not the umpires. Yeah, look, I, the first five minutes of every game, whether it's a final or a home and away game, that that dictates the the way the game is played. It it absolutely does. So if there is a hold in a in a clearance that's not paid, well, then that tells the bloke that's being held and the mm. bloke that's holding, for instance that that's the way we're going to adjudicate the rest of the game. Now, that can affect the quality of the game. So it's it's really difficult. Now, umpiring and the interpretations of the rules as they stand, because the rules don't change. The rules, well, we have rule changes, but the rules don't has, haven't changed across this season. The interpretations can change. Mm. And that's what we saw, there's no doubt. Because there was there's a lot more desperation, there's a lot more tackle attempts, there's a lot more um, yeah, clinches, contests especially in that 
that last 10 so minutes. did they freeze? Like, that that was as high a pressure game as you are ever going to see. Stoppage after stoppage. Um, the mid, last 10 minutes yeah, in that, particular. That was as well. But across the board, I thought Collingwood's pressure was just unbelievable, particularly early. 12, well, so was, so was the 12 Giants. 12 free kicks each. 12 for a whole game of footy. Yeah. So you can't tell me they don't put their whistle away, Bucks. You no, can't. but the other thing is you, you're also coming up against – you're the best teams. And the best teams play the game the best, so you, you're probably going to have less less free kicks. Um, but that was given. But that away. wasn't the case. There was no, still... you're right. There was there was there was some marginal ones there, but there was both ways. I mean, I, I like late in the second quarter, there was probably there was a there was a high tackle to Bobby Hill, and then yeah. one to my check that wasn't paid in successive stoppages, mm. about forty meters out for Collingwood. So in the end, look, I, I thought that. Collingwood got the better end of it, and when you look at a one-point result, all of it stands mm, out. Mm. And and as as that caller just said, you know Tom Green running into an open fifty with a plus one uh, plus one sort of Giants uh, forward line, and kicks it out of yes. bounds in the fourth. There's a margin yep. straight away. Callum Brown misses his There's couple so of shots. Many, they had so many opportunities. Jake Riccardi pushes Markov in the back, and it gets rushed through for a behind. That becomes Ash turned a, it over. The we saw so, the Brown one on the wing. Yeah. So and I, but there were so many the other way as well. But that's just that's the way it is. And when you finish a point up or a point down, it colours the way mm. that you sort of go back and view those moments in the games. But yeah, that's. That's what happens in in cutthroat games. Before nine o'clock, I'm going to give you my four field umpires for the grand final. The four field umpires that deserve the gong on grand final Actually, day. On that, whilst we're on that, so Brett Rosebury, there, there was that one on where that. the ball looked like yeah. it went out and then came back. That was so well umpired. You thought, like he blew it and he got it wrong, but he just he he owned it straight away. He goes bang! Oh, I've got we've got to create a stoppage here. Mm. Because I've disadvantaged one or the other one but or the other I side. then I thought the Giants were disadvantaged by not getting set up quickly enough for that stoppage, and Collingwood won it. So I mean, there's nothing else he could have done better. No, he, he gave yeah. both teams even he, opportunity. He, he did, but, but it, what, it, it bounced on the line twice. But he was just it's not up to him to blow his whistle. Though. No, He's got you're to right. wait for the no, umpire to blow his whistle. No, it, was a, it was a strange one for an experienced umpire. No, but you're going to make mistakes. Yeah, no, you're you just do. Own them and, and they made a lot. On. They made a lot of mistakes on Friday night. The ramble for A to B Tritanium. Three layers of AI-powered security. Contact adbtritanium.com. Tom Morris is standing by to give us all the latest news. Got to tell you about Melbourne Airport parking because there's convenience and it's key when it comes to Melbourne Airport's terminal parking. It's only a few minutes walk away to the check-in areas. Uh, their covered walkways make parking even more convenient. You can travel in maximum comfort and stay sheltered from the weather while walking to the terminal. Convenience is key with Melbourne Airport's terminal parking. Book online now at melbourneairport.com. Tom Morris after the news headlines.